Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarda' Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bisunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'id Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah For guiding us to Islam And for guiding us to the sunnah Ya ibadullah It is incumbent that as we go through our days in Ramadan, where we are fasting, putting forth righteous good deeds, as we spend our nights in Ramadan, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, praying taraweeh, it is incumbent that inside and outside of Ramadan, when we are putting forth those righteous good deeds, that we know and we understand that there is not a single one from amongst us except that we are eligible for bankruptcy. The Prophet said in a hadith that has been collected in Sahih Muslim, Qala Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Inna al-Muflis. He said that the one who was bankrupt. I want you to reflect upon this as we are fasting that we are still eligible of being bankrupt. And I'm not talking about losing money. I'm not talking about losing money. No. That's easy. If it was just about losing money and wealth and properties and the like, then that's easy. The Prophet said, that the one who was bankrupt from my ummah, yet to yawm al-qiyamah, they will come on the day of judgment, with salatin, with some prayer, or siyamin, and some fasting, with zakatin, and some charity, some zakat. Yati wa qad shatama Now I want you to keep this in mind. This is a person that comes and they were a person they used to pray. They used to fast. They used to give zakat. They will spend in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. However, at the same time, they verbally abused this one. And they forcefully accused that one. And they unrightfully took the money of this one and they spilt the blood of that one and they hit this one so all of the people that they infringed upon the one that they verbally abused the one that they forcefully accused the one that they ate their money the one that they spilt their blood the one that they hit they struck everybody's now coming because now it's time to pay the debt those who you infringe upon their rights, you are indebted they, yani, to them. You owe them. If you don't pay them now, you will pay them later. If you don't pay them now in this world, then you're going to pay them later. And you don't want to pay them later. So this person who owes people things, 
the ones who they verbally abuse, forcefully accuse, so on and so forth. Now, they will come, these people will come now. It's time for them to get their right back. So they'll take from his hasanat. They'll take from his good deeds. Those good deeds, they will take from it. They will take from those deeds. And I want you to reflect upon this. I want you to really think about this. They will take from those good deeds. So this is scary. Until this one will take, that one will take, and have to give until Feniyat Hasanatu. Until his good deeds are done. Until his good deeds are done. And if his good deeds finish out before he is finished paying people off. Before he is done paying them off, off, then he will take from their sins. His sins, their sins, excuse me, they'll be thrown inside of his record. They'll be thrown inside of his ledger. And then he'll be thrown into the fire. I want you to reflect because this is a serious threat. We know, we understand, as the ulama, they mentioned that the fasting in the month of Ramadan is excluded from this. That fasting in the month of Ramadan is excluded from that which is eligible to be taken from if you also want something. This is what some of the ulama, they mentioned. However, when you look in general, when you look in general at this narration, you realize that there are going to be individuals who come with something from fasting. And yet still they are under threat of being thrown inside of the fire if their infringements upon others is great enough as such to justify that. So although you may and they may still have something in their ledger from reward, you don't want to have to go to the fire for a millisecond, period. So I want you to be mindful of what you do and the actions that you put forward. I want you to remember that there is not a single thing that you do except that you are liable. You are held responsible. So you have to mind what you do and what you say. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَلَا تَقْفُوا مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ And don't say what you have no knowledge of. Yeah, This is of extreme importance because we live in a time where people speak about Allah without knowledge. They don't think twice and they just say things. But yet when they are questioned, upon what proof and evidence do you base this statement of yours? Upon what proof and evidence do you base this belief that you have about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? They come up blank. They come up with no answer. If they reflect upon it and seriously think about it, they will tell you, well, I... I don't know. So then why then therefore do you feel comfortable to use your tongue, to allow your tongue to move, to put your tongue in motion, to speak about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without ilm? If someone spoke about you and miscategorized you 
and spoke about you with inaccuracies, you'll become upset. You'll say, well, how are you going to talk about me? And that's not even correct. That's not accurate. How are you making this statement about me? That's not right. How are you going to categorize me as being such and such? That's not, that's furthest from the truth. How are you going to talk about me? You don't even, you don't even know nothing about me. And this is a human being. This is how you will feel. Because you understand that that's, that's a crime. That's a crime against my character. How are you going to talk about me? You don't know about me. So how much more the crime to spread misinformation about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How much more the crime to spread a misbelief about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How much more the sin to speak incorrectly about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah Ta'ala, He says, Do not say what you have no knowledge of. Why are you talking about Islam and you don't know what you're talking about? Why are you opening your mouth about Allah's religion and you don't know what you are talking about? Do you know how crazy you will look if you start to speak about a computer and you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about that computer? You don't know anything about the operating system. You don't know anything about the hardware and you're just running your mouth. People will look at you and say, this person is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But yet when it comes to Allah's deen, you feel you have the right because your opinion means what? Nothing. Allah Ta'ala, He says, In He said, because verily your hearing, your sight, and your heart, all of that is going to be questioned. Your hearing is going to be questioned. Your sight is going to be questioned. Your heart is going to be questioned. It's going to be questioned how it was used. It's going to be questioned how it was utilized. And if it was not utilized correctly, if it was not used in a proper manner, then you run the risk of bankruptcy. فإنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعد يا عباد الله I, 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 I don't think we know how serious it is I don't think we know how detrimental our actions could be I don't think we know how serious it is when we stand in front of Allah سبحانه وتعالى you see, you have some individuals that they have good speech, man. They have good rap, you know, as they say. They can, they, you know, they, 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 they can dance circles and explaining things. And, well, you know, what had happened was and what really and it wasn't that bad because and, 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 and none of that is going to help you on the day of judgment. None of your eloquence is going to help you on the day of judgment. First of all, you're standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who's a know of everything. He knows what is secret and that which is even more secret. He knows the innermost secrets of yourself. He knows about you, which you don't even know about you. So, I mean, really. And then, Allah Ta'ala, He says, And the day that their mouths will be shut, will be sealed. The mouth sealed. The mouth is sealed. You now can't say anything. You can't say anything. Your mouth is sealed. Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَتُكَلِّمُنَا أَيْدِيهِمْ And their hands will speak. وَأَرْجُلُهُمْ وَتَشْهَدُ أَرْجُلُهُمْ And their feet will give testimony. Their hands will speak. 
their feet, they're going to speak and give testimony about what? About what they used to do, about what they earned. The hands are going to speak now. You, you can't speak, it's done. Your mouth shut, sealed. But your hands are going to say what they, they used to do. Your feet are going to say what they used to do. They're going to, they're going to testify against you. Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَيَوْمَ يُحْشَرُوا أَعْدَاءُ اللَّهِ إِلَى النَّارِ فَهُمْ يُوزَعُونَ And the day, and remember the day that the enemies of Allah will be gathered to the fire. So they will be collected there. حَتَّى إِذَا مَا جَاءُوهَا شَهِدَ عَلَيْهِمْ سَمْعُهُمْ Until they have reached the fire and then their hearing will testify against them. وَأَبْصَارُهُمْ And their eyes will testify against them. وَجُلُودُهُمْ And their skin will testify against them. بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ With that what they used to do. So the mouth is done, it's done, it's shut. Your, your hearing is going to testify against you of what you used to listen to. So be mindful of what you listen to. Your eyes will testify against you, potentially, what you're looking at. So be mindful of what you're looking at. Your skin will testify against you. Your skin is going to testify against you. Qalu, these enemies of Allah who are at the hellfire now, who their, their skin is testifying against them and their hearing and their sight and so on and so forth. Qalu, so they will say, they will say to their skin, Why are you telling on us? They're going to say to the skin, Why are you telling on us? Why are you exposing us right now? So the skin will respond, They will say, Because Allah gave us the ability to speak, Allah who gives everything that can speak, the ability to speak. And he created you the first time. And unto him is your return. Allah Ta'ala gave us the ability to speak like he gave you the ability to speak. Allah created you in the first place. But even with that, you still didn't do what you were supposed to do. Until, until Allah is your return. Even with that, you still acted foolishly and recklessly. As if you, you weren't going to be held responsible. As if there was nothing upon you. As if you have it that you can do what you want, when you want, how you want. And then that's okay. No. It is incumbent that we understand the reality of the situation. That for those who are criminals, for those who are sinners, for those who are transgressors. There is no amount of speech. There is no amount of eloquence that is going to help them on a day of judgment. Their own body is going to testify against them. Their speech is going to testify against them. Their hearing is going to testify against them. Their skin is going to testify against them. So we have to be mindful of what we do and understand that there are consequences and repercussions for our actions. To understand that although we put forth righteous good deeds, do not be deceived by that. Because if we don't utilize our bodies correctly and we hurt this one and we falsely accuse that one and we verbally abuse this one and we hit this one and spill the blood of that one and so on and so forth that everything that we do in reality is going to go to them is going to be theirs and if we didn't do enough from good deeds that we can dish out then we are going to take their sins we're going to take their sins 
the nasty, ugly, despicable sins that they did in the dunya. Now it's going to be in our record. And we're going to have to answer for it as a reparation because of the harm we inflicted upon them here in this world. So there are consequences to our actions. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man yadman li ma bayna lahyayhi wa ma bayna rajlayhi admanu lahu al-jannah. That whoever guarantees for me that which is between his mandibles, that which is between his jawbones, meaning his tongue, and that which is between his legs, then I guarantee for him Jannah. Meaning that what? If we utilize our bodies correctly, then for us is the Jannah, inshallah ta'ala. You see? Just like if you use it wrong, then the hellfire you're threatened with. Okay, if, on the flip side, if you utilize it correctly, then... The Jannah, inshallah ta'ala. But it's that which we have to we ask Allah ta'ala to give us, to, to help us. Because look at the harms of the tongue. And how great the harms of the tongue are. Look how easy the tongue moves inside of the mouth. The tongue moves in your mouth to an extent that none other of your limbs move to that extent. If you try to move your arm as much as you move your tongue... The next day, your arm will be dead. It will be, forget about it. That will be the greatest workout your arm ever had in its life. You won't be able to move it. It will be numb. You move it too much. It will be hurting, all kind of stuff. This is how quick the tongue can destroy you. The private parts, how quick they could destroy you. To the extent they could destroy you. So the Prophet wasallam, he also said, as it comes to the hadith that is collected by Ayatul Madhi. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, مَنْ وَقَاهُ اللَّهُ شَرَّ مَا بَيْنَ لَحْيَيْهِ That whoever Allah saves that person from the evil of what is between his mandibles, meaning the evil of his tongue. وَشَرَّ مَا بَيْنَ رَجْلَيْهِ And the evil of what is between their legs, meaning their private parts. Whoever Allah saves, whoever Allah saves from the evil of their tongue and the evil of their private parts. They will enter into Jannah. This here is the recipe for success. This here, this is the manner and the methodology by way in which you will be able to guarantee what is between your mandibles and between your legs. Is by what? Is by begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whoever is trialed with their tongue, they're just always talking about people, always backbiting, always slandering, always lying, so on and so forth. They're always using foul speech and inappropriate speech. The greatest remedy for that is to beg Allah to save you from the evil of your tongue. The one who their private parts motivate them to do all kinds of nasty and despicable and heinous things. Then the greatest escape and remedy for that deadly disease is what? Is to beg Allah to save you from the evil of your private parts. So whatever you may be dealing with or coping from, ask Allah to save you from that evil. Ask Allah to save you from the evil of you. This is the best thing we could possibly do. This is the best means, the best recourse for those who have an intellect. Because there is no change in situations from this to that. There is no power, no might except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Whoever believes in Allah on the last day, let him say something that is good or be quiet. This is our method. If you have something good to say, say it. If not, be quiet. If you have something good to say and that's going to lead to something good, then say it. If it's not going to lead to anything good, then be quiet. If you don't know whether it's good or it's bad, what well, is it to be quiet? There's nothing like safety. They don't say anything. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, "Man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi." The Prophet sallallahu he was asked, "Who is the one who has the best Islam? Ayu Islam afdal? What is the best Islam?" The Prophet sallallahu he said, "Man salim al-Muslimun min lisanihi wa yadi." That whoever the Muslims are safe from their tongue and from their hands, then this is the best Islam. This is the best Islam. This is how you be a really good Muslim. Why? That the Muslims are safe from your tongue, they're safe from your hands. It is incumbent that we know that there are consequences and repercussions for our actions, for our statements. So it is incumbent that we utilize them correctly because none of us is safe, but rather we are all eligible for bankruptcy. اللهم إنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا ربنا اجعلنا من الذين يستمعون قولا فيتبعون أحسنا We ask that Allah subhanahu wa taala He makes us from those who hear statement and follow the best of it وَيُوَفِقْنِي وَإِيَّاكُمْ لِمَا يُحِبُّهُ وَيَرْضَاهُ That He makes me and you successful in doing that which He loves and that which He's pleased with وَأَنْيَجَعَلَنَا مِنْ مَنْ إِذَا أُعْتِيَ شَكَرٍ That He makes us of those who when they are given they are thankful وَالْبَطُولِيَ الصَّبْرِ And those who when they are tested they are patient وَالْأَذْنَبَ الصَّغْفَرِ And from those who when they make sins ask for forgiveness فَإِنَّ هَوْلَاءِ ثَلَاثُ عُنْوَانُ السَّعَادَةِ then that's a sign of happiness that bi'ithnillahi ta'ala you are going to be happy when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hada fa'aqimu salah.